Welcome to the Heal Everything Podcast with none other than Tama Aziz Serwa. You are not here by coincidence. This is a sacred space for the holy, ratchet woman who knows that she has the power to heal everything. I'm going to help you learn some new things, create a legacy of healing, elevate your mind. You do not want to miss an episode of this podcast. So make sure you subscribe and you share and you favorite us. And invite your sisters because we're about to have a powerful conversation. Tune in. One, welcome to a new season on the Heal Everything podcast. You are listening to Reverend and High Priestess Tema Azi Serwa. And I'm always thrilled when I get an opportunity to bring some fresh content to the podcast that will inspire you and support you in your healing work. And this season, I'm bringing in two of my favorite people, and I'm going to introduce them in just a second. Our focus is around healing your mother wound. What does it look like between mothers and daughters to do this healing work so that we can change generational patterns in our bloodline, and our matriarchal lineage. And so I am excited to bring to the podcast my mother, Linda Jean Tarva Yule. She is the ma of Tamar. If you've ever seen her in the room with me, you will hear her introduce herself as that. When my father and my mother were thinking about what to name me, my father wanted to name me Linda because I look so much like my mother. And she said, we won't know who you're calling if we have the same name. So they put M.A. And I was Ma Linda for Mama's Little Linda. And then when I changed my name to Tama Azizewa, my mother being as creative as she is, had to find a way to get up in that name. <laughs> so she calls herself the Ma of Tama. And my other special guest, is my daughter, Queen Zari L, Zari L. Jean Morel, who is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh from my womb. She came, she is the testimony of my work. Um, doctors told me that I would not be able to get her here, and she is. And Zari L has been cultivating her business, queenzariel.com. She considers herself a speaker a healer. Um, she has products that she has created and sells through her website. And so I have my family here and I am using my podcast to let you witness some of the conversations that we have about healing and doing the work. And so mom, thank you for being present. And Zari L, thank you for being present as well. How are you? you both doing good excellent great so mom when you found out that you were pregnant with me did that begin the process of you creating a dream for what you wanted my life to be like and look like prior to conception it had already been a dream of what I thought would be a good dream for what I wanted 
my child's life, not just at being born, but even way up into your future, what it would look like. The process began, yeah, the process began long before conception. And do you remember what, what you were envisioning? Do you remember what the dream was? Um, I dreamed of uh, a child who would be very much connected to family. Um, lots of love. A generation breaker of things that were unwanted. Um, sort of like the golden child. You know, that when this child came into the world, things would begin to shift. Wonderful changes would take place. Um, ability to create and create new solutions to maybe old problems. Mm. Um, there, there were so many dreams about what was going to go into and what was going to be received by what I had conceived in my womb. So when this information started coming in, was there a process you had to go through to prepare um, for mothering me, you know, and being able to fulfill these dreams, these, you know, downloads that you were getting about who I would be, what I would be able to do, you know, what was your process like entering into mothering, becoming my mother? My timing was different. Um, I wanted more time to do a cleansing work within myself, a healing work within myself before bringing you forth. But I had nothing to do with the timing. You came forth when you did. And I begin saying, okay, got to speed up this process because there's some things that I want in place when this child arrives. I'm talking about emotionally, physically, um, financially. There were just things in preparation that kind of had to be sped up a little bit. Um, not that they really were, but there was work done. There, there was work done for the physical state that I was in, my, my mental state, um, learning more about what it meant to be pregnant and how to have a healthy pregnancy, an enjoyable pregnancy, Preparation for your next home on the outside of my womb, and it 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 was a, a very joyful time of planning, even 
putting into um, the plan the flexibility of, well, if, if A doesn't work out the way we're planning it to work out, we've got to have a B, C, D, E, F, G. We have to have enough flexibility to ride every wave and enjoy the process of becoming parents in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you sharing with me some of the nutritional changes you made, becoming very conscious of what you were eating. I remember um, you sharing with me how my father would sing to me in your womb and declare and pray and read scriptures. Like, I don't think you can ever feel as a mother, especially a new mother, that you are 100% ready, but you absolutely do everything that you can to prepare to birth these powerful human beings. I want to talk to Queen Zariel. Zariel, what was your experience before you were in my womb? Do you remember? Yeah. Tell me about it. So when I was supposed to be born, I didn't really want it to be starting like that because... It's a lot of stuff to see before I get born and stuff. Like, I can meet new people. We even see Jesus in a sooner way, in a sooner different neighborhood. Jesus is everywhere. Like, he could, he could, he could already be in my room or something. Or, like, she could be, like, talking to me or something. That's what I was waiting for. But what I was really waiting for to be born was hope and happiness. Mm, oh, that's really good. Was, but what I really wanted when I was a boy born was actually a friend. Like, when I was already born and I had no friend with me and no one would be with me and I would be just sleeping there. And you know, like, funness is more important to babies because babies really like to be playing around sometimes. But sometimes I'm quite a little messy and picky and eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, so, so if I hear you, mom? if I hear you correctly, you remember being with Jesus and being in the heavens before you were in mommy's womb. Yep. After Jesus was born in my body. That when I come to life. Because Jesus was born in your body and then you came to life. Yes. So that's why I say everybody got a Jesus. Jesus, because some Jesus, every Jesus have a different neighborhood. Some Jesus don't live here because some Jesus might speak Spanish. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. Tell me more. So, like, that when I was born, there was, like, Pregnant and 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 you thought you was having a baby, but you did not. 
But you actually didn't know he was having a real baby. But I was a god. But mm. that means I have just the tiniest little heart. Like almost like an egg of a tiny baby spider. Mm-hmm. Almost like that. But I was still a baby. I supposed to eat, I supposed to have some more food, but sometimes when I was actually a baby, I was really picky with my food, but when I saw Jesus, I was in a special place. I was in a Jesus church, and I was just a baby, though, but someone gave me a advancement, and called that means, it means I got to go down to meet Jesus, every baby do that. To know Jesus, and Jesus will always give you a gift and need, and even love and hope, and even gives you what you need. So like this, if you was a baby and you were asleep, and Jesus comes in and gives you a blessing, and like something like this, gives you happiness, voice, but who really gives you voice was God, but God was actually more pointed than that. God was Jesus' middle name. Mm. So, Zariel, you said that when you were waiting to come into my womb, that you were looking for hope and happiness. Yep. Did, did something happen that gave you a signal that hope and happiness was there and it was time to come into my body so that I could well, birth you? Jesus is not the one who chose us. God and hope mixed together make us miracle Jesus. A miracle Jesus meets the one who chose us. So like this, he chose you when I'm ready to get out. So he told me it's time to get out, and that when I start kicking, and that when the baby comes out, when the baby kicking, that when them says, I want to get out now, I want to get out. But them don't talk, and it doesn't rain because them just got it born. Okay, I understand. Thank, thank you for sharing that. I'm fascinated, Zariel, that you can remember these things and share these profound memories because like your grandmother said even when she was birthing me she started getting information long before I was even in her womb and did you know Zariel that two years before you were even conceived in my body you came to me and your grandmother the same night in a dream and told us that your name would be Zariel I remember calling your grandma and saying, I had this phenomenal dream. And she had had the same dream that same night. You remember that, Mom? Mm-hmm. And I was I was anxious to say what I dreamt first so that you would not think that I was just copying what you were saying to me. <laughs> but I knew, you know, for my listeners, the relationship I've had with my mother I learned that we communicate through dreams and telepathically very early in my life. I would think thoughts and my mother would hear them at work. I remember one time she had dropped me off at my first little job when I was working at Wendy's 
And they didn't need me to cover that shift. And she had pulled off and I didn't have a cell phone at that time. And I remember saying, mom, I need you to come back. They don't need me to work. And within a few minutes, she pulled back up. (laughs) She heard me. I want us as women to remember the ancient wisdom of the power of mother and child. It is a very powerful connection and energy that gets exchanged between mothers and their children. And the womb is its own intelligence system. So there's all these layers of interaction. Some of what Zariel was describing of what's happening before they even get in our bodies. The communication, the cord between earth and spirit is already in place. So I know when I was entering into motherhood, because of my experience with infertility, my journey of connecting with Zariel was an eight-year-plus-long journey. I I have so many prayers and Mother's Day cards that I had bought for myself as an act of faith that I could and I would fulfill the call that I felt deep in my heart and in my spirit about being a mom. And I remember that what one of the things that was important to me was making sure that what was unresolved in my life did not become a task for Zariel. I didn't want to cringe if I heard my child say, mommy, I want to be like you. I wanted to be the type of woman that if Zariel says, mommy, I want to be like you, I'm like, good, because I know that I have done my work and I'm doing my work and I am a good demonstration of the things I want to teach my child. I'm living it, not just telling it. I'm embodying the very principles, universal laws, values, intelligence, things that I want her to embody. I want it to be masterful. So even though there was a delay in getting Zariel here, The promise was fulfilled because Tamar was healing everything. And I still do. Mom, do you remember when I was in college making the decision to get married? And there was a moment we had where you asked me, but what about my dreams? Can you share what your experience has been like reconciling your desire for your children to be so much better than you and live better than you, but also your children's demand on you to live very well and not displace that desire in a way that could be heavy for us. You know, can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. I'll start with, the dream of what I envisioned for my child. Prior to your coming, there was your sister, Tamika. And because I didn't fully understand the gifts that I had, there were times that I would talk to others who did not understand, I'm having a communication with the child that's inside my body. And this child is telling me things. 
um, even before Tamika was born, the doctors had said, uh, we don't see you getting pregnant. We don't think that you should. I remember holding my my belly after the doctor's appointment and the thoughts that went in were thoughts of healing and creation. It was body. You will heal and I will carry a child. I will carry as many children as I desire. And I was just talking. And when I was pregnant with your sister, at a very crucial time, a conversation came up. And she told me that she was a girl. And she told me that there were certain steps that I had to take to ensure her entrance into this world. Um, The doctor said, oh, you know, there are times when mothers think thoughts or they get information elsewhere. But what I was receiving, I knew without a doubt that it was the child that was speaking to me. And I began saying out loud to everyone, this is what the child told me is going to be. And if it's not the child talking to me, I can tell you it's not myself talking. I know for sure that I'm getting information. And everything that was said prior to it happening, happened. Just as I told others that the child told me. It was born, the child was born, and it was a girl. The child received the name. I had a choice between two names that I would name the child if it was a girl, and the child received the name that she told me she was going to have. And the child prepared me for the exit of the world. And I said that out loud. Then doctors were, um, especially psychiatrists, coming to find out how did I know all these things and describe all these things. So. I had plans and dreams about what life was going to be like with Tamika. And, yes, I had to adjust to the plan that I had being changed. When I conceived you, the very moment I conceived you, I said to your father, you just planted your seed. In my egg. He's all Linda, stop. As I'm telling you, just like I told you before, when I know what I know what I know, and I'm telling you that I'm pregnant. And I had to go through things to prove that what was what I was experiencing was true. So therefore, there could be nothing else that takes place that could cause pregnancy until I can prove to you that on this day I I, I became pregnant. <laughs> um <laughs> And then because I was still in a process of grieving and not understanding what takes place to to bring about um, an easy delivery of the baby and everything, 
I knew that there were certain things I didn't want you to tap into from me because I wasn't going through the process of healing the way I wanted to. Um, There was a lot of other plans that I wanted to do. I'm not ready for this. I haven't finished grieving. Um, A, B, C, D, E. But that didn't change anything. I was pregnant. And during the months of carrying you, I was receiving information that you were going to be different than anything I had put down on paper. As you began growing, some of the, the, the signals that I had got about what type of life you were going to have began showing up. Going out into the yard and making potions, you would tell me they were for healing. Um, whenever I had a tummy ache or didn't feel good, you had this way of wanting to rub your little mud and oil and I don't know what the green stuff from the yard they had got. You wanted to rub them on me. And I, ah, baby, I don't know what that is that you have. And we would have a little um, a little tug going on. Let me let me heal your belly. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you were two years old, you start talking to people about the healing of their children. And there was one person in particular, our insurance agent, who had a child who was very ill. And you did not know that. Um, when I met this person, you just start talking and you asked her if she had a little boy. And then you start telling her about her child and you prayed with the lady for her child. And she has testified year after year after year about the healing of her child. And then I started I remember watching. When, when I bought my first car, she made sure she gave me the best pricing on my insurance and told me. I don't remember because I was so young. I was, what, two? But I remember mm-hmm. her telling me, like, I'm going to take care of your insurance needs because you help, help heal my son. Um, I remember that. Yeah. And then there were other people who um, we encountered. And you would just walk up to someone and say, you will have that baby. And the adult would look at me and say, how does your child know that we're trying to have a baby? Ah, she's special. She's special. (laughs) And I would stay in touch with these people because when they did conceive, they called me to tell me. Do you remember the day that your child said that we would conceive and have a I said, Yeah, yeah. Well it we have been successful. So I, what was it like watching you grow into um what you came to this world for? It was confirmation that there are things that I cannot explain, I may not know. But listen to the information. When you were in my body, you were giving me information. 
But well, one of the come. things I want I want to um, have the listeners hear from you is what what was it that was going through your mind and heart when I would do things contrary to what you wanted me to do? That's one of the mm-hmm. things I've mm-hmm. always admired about your mothering. Um, you were not an, an an authoritative, not always. You had seasons where you would take an authoritative parenting approach with me. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you really gave me a lot of room and freedom to be myself. And that's not a skill that every parent has. And I think when parents lean into trying to control their children, it's because they're trying to get certain dreams that they did not get fulfilled, fulfilled through their children. That's true. We had those moments. Like I'm I'm very aware and grateful for all of the amazing stories we have about how we harmonize as mother and child. But I also want listeners because everybody is is listening at a different level of their own experience. We had some real generational healing work to do, not just for Zariel and the other children that will come through my womb, but with each other and our soul contract, Linda and Melinda, you know, had some things to adjust. And so what was it like for you? What was the thought process when there were certain things you thought I should be doing that I decided I was not going to do? Like when I got married right out of college and you felt like, no, you should live a yeah. little to you. But, <laughs> but what were those moments like for you? What was the thought process that helped you surrender and not impose or create um, a weight for me that made me feel like I have to live my mama's dream? My, my ultimate dream was always that whatever it is that you want, the answer is yes. That no wasn't uh, a bad thing. It, it was just an opening for something new. It was a new opportunity to discover more about life. There's so much that's unknown. So you're exploring life. The protection, I wanted to protect you from any hurt, harm, dangers that I had experienced. Um, I also found out that some things you just had to go through in order for it to be your experience, in order for you to learn. So there were times when there were a lot of tears, and then there were times when I said, mm, that's a dream you had for yourself. That's not necessarily a dream that your child has for themselves. And you got to back up and, and, and let go and allow her to experience it. Did I put my head in the pillow and scream and holler? Yeah. I don't want her to, to experience that. Um, then I began looking at, so how can I support her after she's gone through it? What can I do to help her if she does get hurt? 
how how can I be there without imposing what I think it should be? Um, no, some that's, of that's it is a, is a gift of knowledge that God has given me, and when I decided to go to school and, and learn more about things like that, I, I could adjust a little bit better. Because as your daughter, I had to go through phases of recognizing your humanity and not just you as my mother. I had to remember that you were a woman before you became my mother. So in the pockets of my development where I was looking for certain kind of interaction or information that I wasn't able to get from you, that made room for me to mature in my womanhood and make decisions outside of the goddess pedestal I held my mother on, as all children do. That is your first demonstration of God. That is the one who feeds you, birthed you, grew your skin, your hair, you know? So there are these real phases of development in the relationship between mother and child. And there comes a point, we see this in nature, even with the animal kingdom, where mama and child have to separate for growth to accelerate. The bird has to at some point say, all right, baby bird, you got to fly now. You got to get up out this nest. You know, we see the these fluctuations and sometimes have unrealistic expectations of each other when we're having growth spurts, you know. But I love that you share that because I know some of my listeners um, are mothers, grandmothers, some you know, want to be mom, some of our daughters, and what you shared gave them a broader perspective of their own mothers. Um, And so thank you for that. So, Zariel, are you still there? Zariel? Are you still here? Yeah, I'm still here. I have a question for you. Okay, what is it? As your mommy, do you feel like I let you have your own dreams and do what makes you feel good? Or do you feel like sometimes mommy's trying to make you do certain things that you, you know, you're not really interested in doing? Do you live your your own dreams or are you living mommy's dream for you? My dream A. A, okay, so you're living your dream. What does it feel like being six years old and having a mommy who will help you live your dream, does it feel good to you? Yes. Okay. Is there anything you want me to know as your mother that could help you live more of your dream? Um, having fun, joyful, and love. That's pretty simple. I think I can handle that. I think I can handle that. So I think we have said a lot in this first episode of this new season and we have more that me my mom and my baby will be sharing with you through the hill everything podcast again thank you queen zari l thank you queen linda jean for being my guest in this season and allowing us to have a very authentic and um, raw and unfiltered conversation about how we put in our work as mothers and daughters to heal and be vibrant 
and happy, happy with ourselves and happy with each other. I don't teach, I don't preach, I don't bring anything to the marketplace that I am not genuinely living, right? So for those of you listening, if you feel like you heard something that was a powerful aha moment from this episode, you're welcome to meet me in our Facebook group, Let the Womb Be Heard, and share your ahas and feedback about this episode. You can also leave a voice note on the podcast as well. And I can't wait to meet you in the next episode where me, my mom, and my baby will be back to bring some more of this empowerment and education to the Heal Everything podcast. Thank you for listening. Peace. So before I forget, we have a feature with our podcast where you can respond to the conversation with a voice message. All you have to do to be included in the dialogue is go to anchor.fm forward slash heal everything forward slash message. It'll pick up your microphone and you can record your response to any of our podcast episodes. So go ahead and enjoy this upcoming episode. Tune in, take your notes. And when it's all said and done, you are welcome to send a voice message so we can hear your reaction to it. I love you.